right, so since none of us are mothers with kids, um, we brought in Gentry for this podcast. Welcome to the Impact Defense Podcast. We are dedicated to giving you the information that you need to help keep you safe. Now let's join our hosts, Brian, Jada, and Kylie. All right. Add time. Add time. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by faithandfreedomclothing.com. There you can find some awesome t-shirts. Use the coupon code IMPACTDEFENSE. It gets you 15% off of anything that you purchase. And now time for the news portion of the podcast with your host, me. A New York City mother didn't hesitate when a man tried to kidnap her five-year-old son off the streets of Queens. The man jumped out of a car, grabbed her son, he tossed the boy in the back seat of his car, and got in the driver's seat. Before he had a chance to drive away, the young boy opened the rear window, and his mother was able to pull him out of the car. You have to do what's necessary, no matter what, the mother said. The car was just parked there. I never would have imagined that a man would get out of the car to grab my son. You always have to be aware of your surroundings and not be on your phone. Amen to that. Now, I feel like there are a couple of really interesting um, pieces there. Mm-hmm. For one, when the son was thrown in the backseat, he's five years old, but he opened the window. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah. And then not only that, but his mother was able to act really quickly mm-hmm. and get to it and pull him out. So. Mm-hmm. Awesome. But, you know, abductions and stuff like that don't actually happen. That's why I keep hearing a lot. Oh. I'm pretty sure that's abductors that are just making comments like that on people's ah. co- <laughs> on people's posts. Hmm. It's like, oh, that stuff don't actually happen. Really? It's overblown. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Sure. It's just. Yeah. I that's why. Sorry for your children, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded really harsh, but that's okay. <laughs> so basically, in this episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about especially like mothers. When they are in public and having to, you know, defend themselves with kids. Defend yourself with your kid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Holds up toddler. It's like, time to shake up that breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Not that, we're not going to use our kid as a weapon. Yet. It's like, it's okay. You'll, you'll, you'll bring them back when you accidentally hand them the wrong color plate. Mm-hmm. So... I've seen some very interesting things. Some are really good. Some really kind of suck um, when it comes to actually teaching people like how to defend themselves when they have their children with them. Um, and actually, we're, we're doing this podcast, and you and Jada are going to be teaching an entire seminar for ladies on this mm-hmm. coming up in just a few weeks here on January 22nd. Mm-hmm. Yep. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So this is, uh, let's just talk about that for just a moment because actually this is something that a lot of mothers have asked us to do for a while. Mm-hmm. And like everything else, I don't like just like completely making stuff up. So we do research, we learn from experts, we do this type of stuff, and then we kind of bring together. So it takes us a little time to put these things together because mm-hmm. sure, we could just say, hey, let's just shoot from the hip and teach some stuff. But that doesn't always. So you don't like not being professional, so instead you choose to be a professional. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But sometimes that gets me some complaints because, like, why does it take you so long to put these things together? Because, yeah, I don't want to make sure that we're actually teaching stuff that works. Right. 
So, since y'all are going to be teaching this, um, do you have any, like, basic tips that we can kind of hit the ground running with? I think part of what we need to start with is making sure that if the children are old enough, let's say older than a baby, mm-hmm. you know, that there's communication of expectations when you're in public so that, you know, your children know what's expected of them and what to respond to. Um, maybe some key words that you can have that are like a code word between them. Mm. Um, my kids and I, we have some code words. Um, Would you like to tell them on the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not going to tell you them. We have different code words for emergency situations. If someone else was to have to get them that would not normally get them, there is a code word that Mm -hmm. that person would be given. Um, There are things that we've had since they were little in stores. This is just, if I say this to you, you know what this means. It does not, you know, I, I don't have to say get away from that person. There are certain phrases that I'll use with them that they know that that means that person might not have the best intentions, come back towards me, but we're not going to have to say anything that actually lets them know that. Um, So maybe some things like that where you you just have an understanding of how you're going to handle situations ahead of time from a very young age. Um, I forgot what the question was. Something simple like what kind of snacks do you want this week? Yes, things like that. Yeah. But I still don't remember what the original question was. <laughs> like what, are the, what are some of the tactics yeah. that you use yes, with your yes. family? And what mm-hmm. are some of the things that you recommend? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think starting with just having that expectation set up is mm-hmm. a great way to start. Right. Um, for this mother, it was mm-hmm. someone kidnaps you, roll down the back seat window so I can pull you out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. right. Um, yeah, I mean, we've it, it's, it's evolved, you know. Because yeah, your I, kids grow. Yeah, as and, and it's evolved too. Because you know, when I just had one, and at that time we were not doing any training, so it was just the basic of how, what do I need to do to make sure that I can keep my hands on my child. Um, what situations do I not want to find myself in? Um, and obviously, it's gotten a lot more intricate as they've gotten older, and we've had more kids and. Um, if you've seen the stickers that people put on the backs of their vehicles, it's like a handprint. It's a circle magnet, and it's a handprint, and the kids are supposed to stand and put their hand on that, on the vehicle, like when you're loading groceries and things like that. Have you seen those? I have not seen those. Okay, so it's a round magnet, and mm-hmm. it's got a kid's handprint on it, and you stick it, like, right behind the door where you would have it open. And their job is to put their hand on that handprint. The entire time that you're loading your groceries or whatever you're doing, their job is to stand there so that they don't run out into traffic. Mm. I have problems with that because you're now relying on your child to take their safety into their own hands and be responsible yeah. to keep their hand on that. Yeah, I can um, see some pros and cons with yeah. that. Um, I've had a lot of friends several years ago who were all getting those, and they were so excited because oh, this is going to keep my kids safe in public. And it really bothered me. The fact that, first of all, they're putting it in their child's... It's their child's responsibility to make sure that they keep their hand on that sticker and that they're safe. Mm-hmm. That also is giving the parents a false sense of safety security. for their... Or, yeah, security for their child because they are just... Oh, they're fine. They've got their hand there. I know where they are. I'm doing this. But you're no longer in contact with your child. You're not touched. You don't have your hand on your child. You don't know what can be happening 
with that. So that is one thing that I have issues with that a lot of people think are really helpful. Um, so that's one thing I try to tell people not to, to do. Yeah. Um, I didn't know if you'd ever seen that. I have not, no. Yeah. If you ever see a little handprint on a vehicle, that's what they are. The, I guess one thing that I initial thing that I think about is because we do a lot of stuff in like abduction prevention mm-hmm. and stuff like that that is an automatic like mm-hmm. signal to somebody say oh they have small children yes it is mm-hmm. that's my biggest mm-hmm. I get the concept and the concept right. itself I'm not like, like completely against mm-hmm. but yeah it's it's an automatic mm-hmm. like hey look this they probably have small kids and when they come out with their groceries they're probably going to be small kids with them and this is the side they're going to be on mm-hmm. this is where the child got child's going to stand right there in that yep. spot how it's, can i get to the spot and away from the spot without them seeing me right it's it's like you give them the opportunity to plan something when you've already told them what you're going to be doing before you ever come out now you said it's magnetic and if mm-hmm. a person were just to set it out there when they are unloading their groceries mm-hmm. i mean that would be a little bit different. that would be because, a little different yes because they wouldn't be able to notice it beforehand but mm-hmm. you still have the problem of if mm-hmm. you rely too heavily on it right you might not pay as much attention to for, what your yeah. child is doing for me i always had them hold on to my belt loop on my pants or something if, yeah. if i had to turn away and use both hands their job was to hold on to the belt loop in my pants. Um, that way I knew, I could feel their hand. I knew it was there. That's from the time they could walk, if they were not in a stroller, they yeah. had to be holding on to me. That's like if way. something goes down. Yes. Yeah. Anything that happens, you have to hold on to my belt loops. When I first, when I was first learning to drive, my dad always told me, never park beside the shopping cart returns. Never, never, never park beside them because you're going to ding the vehicle. Yeah. Other people are going to ding the vehicle. Very first thing I learned after I had a child was always park beside <laughs> yes. the return. Yeah. Always. Because then you're not having to leave a child in the vehicle or carry a child back and forth with you. Um, mm. It also keeps a vehicle from parking on that side of you. So mm. you have a whole car's length or car's width beside you. I would always try to make sure it was on my driver's side was yeah. the way I parked it just to try to have something there that was not a vehicle nobody was going to be that close and i didn't have to step away from the car start thinking more about safety mm-hmm. than the little dings on the vehicle mm-hmm. i get it yeah i had a guy it's, it's funny i went through training uh several times and a question would come up a lot of times like putting kids in the vehicle and stuff like that and and most of these guys i want to talk about high high level guys and most of these guys would just say there is never a more vulnerable time than that time when you're strapping that kid into a car seat. Mm-hmm. I got you. I do. And then I kept hearing that, and mm-hmm. and my brain just kind of goes right down that alley because mm-hmm. I think, okay, well, no, nobody's got a good answer for mm-hmm. this. And then I heard a guy one time say something, and I thought, how in the world has nobody ever thought of this? And it was just very simple in the fact that get the kids – into the vehicle Mm -hmm. shut the door Mm -hmm. you get in the front seat Mm -hmm. and shut and lock the door and then turn around and strap them in their car seat right how can something so simple be Mm -hmm. just so elusive Mm -hmm. to everyone right including myself Mm -hmm. you know and i've been doing this kind of stuff for years Mm -hmm. and i lean toward liking the common sense type stuff that makes really good sense Mm -hmm. But, you know, apparently I didn't think of that either. Uh, see, I've always done that when it was raining. Yeah. So I didn't have to stand in the rain while I was buckling my kids in. But I typically yeah. didn't do it if it wasn't raining. I just yeah. did it and went on. 
But if it was raining, I also got out the same way. We unbuckled everybody and I'd have them crawl up to my seat and then just grab and go. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it, it makes sense. And it is, it is depending on your vehicle, a pain to do that sometimes. But, yeah. I mean, but it's, but it is, especially if you suspect that you're in a situation. Yeah, and I think that's a lot, of the, lot of things. So people say, like, you know, I've been in a situation in a parking lot and I got to get my kids strapped into their car seat, my toddler strapped in or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know, this just, it was so like scary in the moment. I wasn't really sure what to do. And you know, how do you do that? And I'm like, at the time I was like, I really watch, look around, mm-hmm. buckle them up, look around, you know, mm-hmm. you know, deal with buckle or, you know, yeah. look around. And cause I mean, at the moment I never thought about that. And then mm-hmm. I sat in on that one guy's thing and he was saying that I was like how stupid am I that I've never thought about that Mm -hmm. but yeah we did the same thing when Kylie was small Mm -hmm. you know if it was raining Mm -hmm. open the door put her in shut the door hop in the front Mm -hmm. close the door lock the well I don't know if I lock the doors or not right but and then turn around and buckle her in yeah so but now that I have older kids I just tell them you know make sure you're watching and they watch my back while I'm yeah buckling somebody in but you know especially in that first child when you're by yourself and you just My have mom used them. to have us buckle our siblings in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Once we were old enough to know how to do that, she mm-hmm. was like, all right, I'm going to start loading the groceries. Mm-hmm. I can see you through the back seat. Mm-hmm. Buckle your sibling in, get in, and shut the doors mm-hmm. and everything. Yep. But she also had us have a hand on the buggy during the entire right. grocery trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's just a lot of little things that um, I know y'all are going to be covering during that time, like basic self-defense and different things like that. But along those lines, like how to have your kids do certain things at certain times and for different ages because mm-hmm. like you said it makes a huge difference you've got everything from like a 15 year old to a toddler mm-hmm. preschooler but yeah 15 to preschool yeah whatever I don't. it's close enough they're all under under kindergarten they're all toddlers to me no. uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah when you when you have anything in that range you know mm-hmm. different kids will be doing different things different ages do different things mm-hmm. you know um so different personalities yeah do different things one of my kids was a runner none of the others were if i went into walmart and he wasn't buckled into a stroller straight off he would go and Mm. there was one time i had to yell at one of the workers i just happened to know her i had worked with her daughter years ago and um i saw her i knew what department she was in and as i was running through there chasing him i knew where he was headed i knew where she was and i yelled at her to grab him and she jumped out in front of him and grabbed him i've caught other people's kids in the grocery store before Mm -hmm. like i see it like tyler a small Uh child running Mm -hmm. and between Mm -hmm. and i just see the parent chasing after them like come back here and i'm just like This yours? <laughs> <laughs> I did it at Carowinds one time with a girl who was about to run into the road. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, she was running. She's, like, giggling. And the parents are like, come back. And it's super crowded. Mm-hmm. And I was just, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, pick her up and hold her up. I'm like, I promise I'm not here to take her. Just didn't want to run into the road. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it just depends on, because some of the kids listen really well and follow those instructions and understand what they're doing and other kids just take off running because hey this will be fun you know mm-hmm. let's make mom run through the grocery store yelling and chasing me yeah none of us were like that but 
couple of us had ADHD and mm-hmm. <laughs> we're just kind of walking through the grocery store like, oh, look at this. It's like, hand on the buggy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I still remember that feeling. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll put two hands on. Is that better? <laughs> but I think hand on the buggy or hand on me, like teaching them to maybe like hold on to your pockets mm-hmm. or like the top yeah. of your pants if mm-hmm. if you say something to them or something yeah. like that. Like if they know that their job when you say a specific thing mm-hmm. is to hold on to some part of you yeah. really tight, that is a really great first step. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, maybe not first step. First step is the awareness and, <laughs> right. and everything, yeah. but just getting them to understand to hold on really tight to you or to run if you say run. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of important steps. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I like the idea where you were talking about um, kind of saying a certain phrase or so mm-hmm. uh, to kind of get them to get on the other side of you, right. you know, and kind of put you mm-hmm. in between them and mm-hmm. whatever the person or something is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I am, well, I mean, y'all are teaching this. I won't be teaching this, but I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing about how Everybody we do need to get a format one. set up mm-hmm. for that. It'd be cool if we could get ahead of time questions from people, maybe situations that they've had, hey. um, that we could have a chance to take those and work those issues out and then present those when we teach the yeah. seminar. Yep. Maybe we could start like asking those questions today. Mm-hmm. Also, if you have any suggestions on this and you're listening to this before January 22nd, um, go ahead and, you know, send us an email. You can email us from directly through our website at impactdefense.online. Um, and, you know, bring up some ideas and questions on that because um, that, will, that will help. So we're going to be having this seminar um, January 22nd. That's a Saturday. We're going to have it from 1 to 5. We're not bringing children, right? Right. So we'll have some stand-in children that way that... <laughs> Yes, stand-in children for you to practice on. <laughs> and are we going to be working around, we're going to be working in here and around vehicles, correct? Yes. Okay. Wear comfortable clothes. Yes. Tennis shoes, preferably. Mm-hmm. And dress warm because it's January. Yeah. Of course, it's also North Carolina, so you could be shorts and a t-shirt. I don't okay. know. <laughs> Anything is possible here. But again, check out that information at impactdefense.online and just look under the training section. For heaven's sake, whenever you're teaching your kids these things, make it fun. Mm-hmm. Like, make it something that they want to participate in mm-hmm. and everything, and then it's not going to be something that they defy you on. Because mm-hmm. when you make it fun, it's a whole lot easier to get them to actually do things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it'll create habits that click in at just the right times. Right. And do it enough that it becomes ingrained in something that they're, um, it's their first idea on what to do. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for any kind of... Uh, self-defense tools, tactical pins, tactical flashlights, stuff like that. Uh, a decent SWAT knife I like on there as well. Check out theatomicbear.com. Uh, and anything on there, if you use the coupon code, coupon code Impact Defense, it'll get you 20% off. Guys, I hope you have enjoyed this. I gave you a few tips. If you are interested in coming to the seminar, just check out impactdefense.online. And uh, you can sign up there. Uh, you can give us a call. You can contact us. You can do whatever. Okay, we'll see if we can answer your questions. Send your questions in, actually, if you have any questions or suggestions for that. Um, 
because we we always get these questions that come up and sometimes it takes a little research to come back with the best answer possible uh, so if you wait until the day of and then you ask us a question that's perfectly fine we're very happy but be honest with you there's times we're going to look at you and say well at this present moment i would say this uh, if we have time to make sure that we can come back with the best information possible, then we will make sure that we already are covering that in that way. Uh, do not forget, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Go over there, write a review. Uh, we'd really appreciate some actual reviews to read. And uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. Stay safe, stay alert, and we'll see you in the next podcast. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Impact Defense Podcast. If you would like to learn more about how to keep yourself safe, check out the articles, videos, courses, and seminars at www.impactdefense.online. We also do training for security teams, churches, businesses, groups, and more. Stay sharp, stay focused, and train hard.